Hello and welcome to Living and Loving Each Day. My name is Susan Jantz and I'm so glad that you're tuning into us and with us today. This is a really amazing conversation about grief we're talking about. And um, I always like our Living and Loving Each Day, just we like to shine a light on people who are doing amazing things out there. And today my beautiful guest is Vanessa Eistone and uh, I'm going to tell you more about her in a second. But in the meantime, as an introduction, we'd just like to say that Grief is a universal experience and it can both be overwhelming and it can also be isolating and we acknowledge that, but it is also a natural process and it can lead to healing and growth. Um, to tackle this important topic, I have the pleasure of, of having Vanessa with us today. She is a registered provisional psychologist with our Alberta College of um, Psychology. Oh, college, I should know this because all my family is in this. Uh, we, my, my, don't my son better not hear this now because I said that wrong. <laughs> he is. In, it's called the College of Alberta Psychologists, and uh, Vanessa is dedicated and passionate about mental health. And she's a professional who considers her work with clients true, a true privilege. Uh, she believes that counseling can be powerful and it's a powerful tool for increasing insight, for increasing awareness, acceptance, hope. And it's also committed, uh, commit, he, she commits to helping her clients work through all of these issues just to help them find a better life. So in addition to her expertise in counseling, Vanessa is called, her title is a grief recovering specialists. So she has a wealth of knowledge and experience in helping individuals navigate this complex um, in uh, all the emotions and the challenges that come with grief. Mm -hmm. So again, please help me welcome Vanessa to the show today. And Vanessa, thank you so much for being with us. And I look forward to hearing all about you. And I guess to start, just to start us off, um, I just want to kind of know like what your definition of grief is and how you've chosen to come about tackling this area. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you also having me here today. So thank you, Susan. Uh, basically, um, before 2017, I would say that my definition of grief was just um, the the loss, the, the loss of um, somebody or the death of somebody um, or also a pet. So I always kind of thought like I'm grieving um, the loss of somebody or a or something with regards to an animal or a living being. And um, since taking the grief recovery program um, taught by the Grief Recovery Institute, I have uh, then learned that grief is um, very, very different in, in how I viewed it. And so um, there's a book called the Grief Recovery Handbook that has really set and paved the pathway for how I um, see grief, how I view um, certain things in life, now and um, what my reaction to loss is. And so John James and Russell Friedman are the authors of this book, The Grief Recovery Handbook. And um, it, they explain grief as a natural, normal reaction to loss. Mm -hmm. And uh, grief is also the conflicting feelings uh, caused by the end or change of a familiar pattern or behavior. So when I thought about this and I, and I took the program, I really realized that when we go through different losses, such as like moving or end of a relationship or loss of a friend, 
Um, obviously, of course, a pet. There's also financial loss, loss of trust, mm-hmm. um, loss of adolescence or innocence. And you kind of realize that the losses keep accumulating. And mm-hmm. so over life, we really start to explore like what what our losses have been. And so John and Russell, they have indicated that there's 40 different life events that cause the feelings of grief. Mm-hmm. And so in that, I really always say that there's usually like a hurt or a pain that is caused by that. And people find it really difficult to explore the the feelings of grief because there is so many. And in their definition, when it's that con- the conflicting feelings, um, we don't really know what that, that, that sometimes means to us and it's hard to describe. So, um, so yeah, like you mentioned, people can feel very, very isolated. Mm-hmm. I think I wonder if people don't, they have feelings and they just don't know how to identify them. And it's scary mm-hmm. when you have these emotions building up and maybe you're feeling out of control or a lack of um, more, mainly control right you, yeah. you're feeling like if and you're going to explode I know that even when I've experienced grief through I've, I think I have 20 of those grief things on the list <laughs> um, and, and I just like when you feel like you're going to cry about something because of grief is so extraordinary you even don't want to cry because you're feeling overwhelmed or, or you're feeling like you're going to lose control it seems yeah, definitely. I, I know that's not true but i know that people are afraid to express the emotions because they're afraid of losing themselves maybe i don't know 100 percent. that is it's a lot of what i hear in sessions is that people are like if i let my guard down or if i become vulnerable or if i allow myself to grieve over this thing that i'm going to lose control that i won't be able to like recoup and i won't be able to regain myself that all you know all um everything will break loose so to speak And so when we look at unresolved grief, because people are like, you know, say these um, ridiculous comments sometimes to us and they're, they're really not helpful. And they're what we call um, intellectual comments, which we do realize are are very unhelpful. Um, And they insinuate a certain response from us. And so unfortunately we do, we are left with unresolved grief because we think that we should have just move forward or get over it and and we kind of shut it down and we we don't really talk about it and it's not natural right it's not normal and it's not helpful and so we have these kind of um these unmet hopes dreams and expectations about what um we we feel we've we should have done differently, better or more within the relationship and whatever that relationship was, whether whether it was with a partner, whether it was with your parents or grandparents or that pet or the finances or the trust issues. Um, Or a child child and suicide. I mean, so many many things. There's so many things that cause these feelings of grief. And unfortunately, our society um, isn't really willing to talk about it yet, right? And even look at COVID. Um, over the, the three years, we lost a lot. And new losses are probably in there, right? Loss of um, choice and loss of, like, you're seeing your friends and family and travel. And there was a ton of losses. So when you think about all those things accumulating just over the last three years um that adds a significant um portion of feelings to um you know 
our, our state of being right now. Yeah. There's been, like you said, there's been accumulation, I think. There's, and again, I, a lot of, we have two sisters. My husband's two sisters passed away in BC over COVID. It just, you know, uh, just a few months apart. We s- weren't able to go to a f- have a funeral for them. We weren't mm-hmm. able to grieve with our family. Um, so that took a toll. That Just that one thing alone. I know, and I do know that a lot of people, my husband wrote a book. My husband is uh, Dr. Henry mm-hmm. Jansen and Dr. John Patterson wrote a book together and it's called When You Stand Alone. And mm. Patterson dedicated a whole complete and a long chapter just to when you lose a pet, just yeah. the grief that you need to acknowledge and understand and honor that this you've lost somebody and this is serious and not to feel, and, and again, not feeling shame about anything that's, you know, about, that's, I think the shame creeps in there too. I think there's a lot of emotions that you're probably delving with, like you're dealing with each one of the people coming to you. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up a really good point. And I I appreciate you mentioning that because the John and um, Russell, they actually mentioned six myths of grief. And Mm -hmm. so these are all the the things that um, people say or insinuate about how to kind of move forward, but they're, they're really myths. And um, so one of them is just grieve alone. Um, The other one is don't feel bad, replace the loss. Um, It just takes time, insinuating that time heals all wounds. Um, Be strong and keep busy. And so these are the six myths of grief that we're really trying to break. We're trying to break that cycle that we don't need to be strong. (laughs) Um, I don't need to keep busy to overcome and work through my grief. Um, Or that I don't need to feel bad. So those types of things. Um, grieving alone is, is, is huge as well. We actually need a community support when we're grieving. Oh, it yeah. just seems like something's happened. Uh, I don't know what just saying that standby. Okay. I'm, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it blacked out for me here and it's like, I'm not sure the power went out. It can't be lightning or storms for sure, but yeah, but, anyway, no, but, but I hear you and I'm just so glad that you're there and what are the, some of the things that you provide to, um, to help you I, just first identify and honor these things that people are going through and to acknowledge mm-hmm. them? Because these are not, none of, like we said, they're a myth. None of those things you need to, you, what you're feeling is what you're feeling. And that yeah. needs to be talked about. And so how do you help people through that? I'm sure there's a process, right? There's a yeah. Yeah, there is a process actually. So this, um, the how based on me being a grief recovery specialist and use it, using the grief recovery handbook to work through, um, it is actually an evidence-based program. So it has been researched for over 40 years um, that this program does work. So it is a very structured um, way of kind of resolving and working through your grief. Um, so the first step is uh, reading the first kind of eight chapters, recognizing, learning kind of some psychoeducational um, components to that. Um, The next chapter is doing a relationship graph or sorry, a loss history graph, my bad. Um, So there's uh, a loss history graph where you actually get to see all of your losses on a piece of paper and start to recognize like, okay, these are my experiences. And so that that for people is really, really validating and, and starting to recognize and acknowledge Here's all the things that I've been through and, and not just deaths, right? That's um, eye-opening because you don't even realize it's like, oh my goodness, my divorce was my grief. Like you don't realize the things that you've been through and how many pets have you lost? Like you so add up fast. Yeah. 
And then we do a relationship graph. So usually it's one of the most significant components, um, which is you get to choose one of the persons that you want to work on. Um, and so that person will do a relationship graph. So then we do the, the goods and the bads um, and out of that relationship. And then we get to see that relationship in full. And, um, and then we do um, some recovery components to that. And so we work through some of the forgives, significant emotional statements, and some of the apologies that we might need to mm -hmm. deliver. Um, and again, this really is a very heart-centered um, way of recovering from grief. Like we said, emotions are the biggest component. So once we see the situation and the scenarios, then we actually get to bring it to the heart center and we get to communicate those emotions. So the things that were never said, the things that we wish we would have said, done differently, better or more within that relationship. And we also have to have someone hear us say it. So if we're just doing this and not doing it with someone else, we're actually losing the biggest component because we get to hear ourselves say it and we also have get to be validated by having someone else hear us say those mm -hmm. things That's so powerful. it really encompasses um, a full spectrum of like learning and growing mm -hmm. um going from you know the cognitive level to the heart center and we get to like really heal and move past and move beyond that loss um and it's it's so so therapeutic and i've run groups i've done it individually individually with numerous amounts of people um and and all of these people most of them have said that it's completely life-changing and they wish they had read this book years ago um, and worked through this process so yeah and I've, I've done it on my own I've, I've done it with multiple relationships um personal people my parents um partners in the past um friendships they've done it with so um definitely you know i i have to live the experience to also be able to connect with my clients on that deeper level as well and um having that empathy and knowing what shame feels like and having the courage to be vulnerable enough to work through and and grow is is a big portion of this that's huge and the shame that you had mentioned you know that's just something getting over you need sometimes you need assistance to get over that and yeah. you need somebody and hearing out loud it's amazing what people tell you about you know and say verbally like something out loud and how it just makes you feel better or it's mm -hmm. it, it's an acknowledgement to say yeah. you're human and this is what's happening this is how you're feeling and let's you know let's help you heal from this yeah, I love yeah. And there are so many things to um, at the end of the book, like it's really healing with regards to, you know, learning about how to heal through other things, whether that's like trauma, that could be loss of faith, loss of health, um, miscarriages or abortions, things like that. Suicide um, is probably going to be a part of this sometime soon. Um, and so there's a ton, there's a ton of things that we can work through and that it's never ending, right? We're, we're always on that path to continuous healing and growing and um, once we learn some of the tools I'm not saying that this is the end-all be-all but some more appropriate tools um, that society is not giving to us um, or that we're not learning is is extremely extremely helpful and this is a topic that I'm insanely passionate about because we all grieve so there's always a way to connect with someone so that myth that we need to grieve alone is just so incorrect that we do we need people we need connection we need people to to help us and help move us through that and and just feeling that connection is is big and like you said i don't there's not a point that's that this the grieving is over now you know like it's 
stop. You know, like you, that it's a long, long process, and it. And I think you have to be really kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself. And we yeah. each have to be compassionate to each other about that, and yeah. not lay our expectations on somebody else. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard people lose that have lost a pet. I use that. Oh my god. So I'm so glad that you're there and you're helping people. And um, what's coming up for you? you. Like, are, are you offering workshops? And, and also tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Like, what's the best way to get in touch mm -hmm. with you? Yeah, definitely. Through my uh, my website is probably the best, which is pearlpsychological.com. And uh, from there, there's navigation to um, the, actually the next grief group I am running is starting, um, I believe it's Thursday, September 29. And that will be eight weeks. And so we'll just basically work through the program. The book is included as well as the homework package um, at pretty a reduced cost as well. So that it is um, um, available to most people, um, checking your benefits as well. You could probably use those. Um, and so I will be doing that. Uh, so checking my website, you can always use the book now function as well. Um, that will lead you to the booking site. And um, I have open availability um, coming up here within the next week or so, um, evenings and weekends as well. So try to be really versatile to clients. And um, I do offer sliding scale to a certain extent as well. So for people, I want to be able to meet the needs of people. I know I've been in a place before in my life where I haven't been able to afford counseling and I needed it. So um, I want to be able to offer that back to people um, that are in need as well. Well, that's wonderful. So if anybody has any, any issues, not just grief where, you know, she is a specialist mm -hmm. in the grief area, but any other psychological problems or, or just issues that you want to bring up and want somebody to talk to you've met mm -hmm. Vanessa here now today and you know, she's lovely and she has that compassion and she's got the ear to listen to, to you. So be sure to go to her website or give her a call and find out about these workshops as well. So we want to thank everybody today for joining us. And I, I'm not sure about the glitches on here. I'll find out soon enough what happened, but my whole, it's like my whole screen went black twice on there. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, if not, we're just going to have Vanessa back again. And then we'll that's just perfect. talk about something. And that's that we can do that anytime too. So everybody, my name is Sue Jansen. Uh, thank you. Please go to livingandlovingeachday.com if you want to just make any comments as well, or to subscribe or to see this, uh, this podcast again. So thank you everyone so much for joining us have a wonderful day vanessa you're a beautiful guest thank you so much for sharing with us today i really appreciated you being here thank, thank you, you very much appreciate it Aw, thank you everybody bye, bye.